and leave everything alone, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we just thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Hallelujah. Ah. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? Wonderful. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> tired? <laughs> uh, I'm going to spell out a word this morning, and then I want you each just to tell me what these letters mean to you. A-N-G-E-L. Again, A N G E L Divine Protection. The truth. The truth. Angel. It means messenger. Okay. Angel, maybe. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You said, you said you said amen, right? Yes. The truth. The truth. Hmm. Explain that. It's a, it's an uh, it's an uh, affirmation of you say amen. Uh, it's like yeah, that's the truth. Or when you're cheering, that's the truth. Hmm. That's a, a perspective I never thought of. Hmm. Angel. Hmm. Angel. Angel means messenger. Messenger. Okay. Guardian. Guidance. Guidance. Sister Laquita. I said earlier. I don't. You might not have heard me, but I said divine protection. Oh. Okay. Covering. Uh huh. Sister Carla. Uh, being of uh, superpower. Oh, super. Hmm. Sister LaShawn? Is she there? Oh, her mic's not on. Pastor? I'd say a sign protection. Say again? A signed protection. A sign protection. Hmm. Yeah. Now, this here came to me because I was um, driving the bus this week and I saw this old couple walking and they were nowhere near the bus. And I pulled over at the next stop and I waited for them not even knowing if they wanted that bus or not. And it took them probably five minutes to get to the bus. And they got, they were wait, they were trying to get to the bus, but they were just shuffling along. And when she got on the bus, she sat down, thanked me and everything. And then when they, she got off, she turned around and she said, Thank you very much. You're my angel. 
And I thought about that for a minute. And how do people, the question today is how do people see you? Do they see you as an angel? Or do they see you as something else? <laughs> Depends on the person. <laughs> It depends on the day. It dip it. <laughs> Say that again. Depends on the person. <laughs> and what did you say, Have Mercy? I said it might depend on the day for me. <laughs> I I might still be a, I'll be an angel, but not the good one. <laughs> Depending on the day, rather. <laughs> And that's an important question, saints, because there's somewhere in the Bible that it says, be careful how you entertain who? Angels unaware. A lot of times, saints, we have to realize that people are put in our lives for a reason. Mm -hmm. And we can represent one of two people when a stranger comes into your life. And often we don't realize that that person is put in our life for a reason. Overseer, what do you think about that situation? Uh, about what, angels or what? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, something new, uh, glorified, uh, something unusual. Mm -hmm. Somebody get Isaiah 6 and 2. Isaiah 6 and 2. 6 and 2. Yes. I have it. Go ahead. Would you read, please? Attending him were mighty seraph seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. Now, this is how a lot of times we see angels as winged what? Winged creatures. We don't see them as being like you and I. And I know often people come up to us and they may be what, homeless? They may be filthy. They may be what? Foul smelling. And we tend to what? Treat them just know. like that. Say again? Treat them just like that. Mm, mm, mm. And we revert back to that scripture that they what? They may be angels, saints. 
Yes. And how are you treating them? Let's go to Judges 13 and 16. Judges 13 and 16. And the angels of the Lord said to Manhol, Mahana, Mahana. Hold on. I think I got the wrong. Can somebody else get that while I still look for it, please? I think I'm on the wrong scripture. Take your time, thanks. Uh, Ma'am, when you get a chance, check your tire. Your tire. Slow. Your tire? Yeah. It's um deficient. It's it's it's, it's low. But keep it keto. Yes. So, put some air in it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Now, something just happened. What just happened, Saints? An angels were helping another angel that needed help. Wow. What did What did he just become? An angel. See how God. See how God works, Saints. God shows up right on time. <laughs> What did he just become to that person? An angel unaware. An angel unaware. What could have happened when she got on that freeway? Yeah. Could have had an accident. He could have just let it slide by and she could have had a flat, busted tire on her freeway. You see how quick. I thought I had missed the scripture. No, God was using you to show the saints. You can be an angel unaware. The thing that you're doing may not seem like nothing to you at that time. But saints, when you pick it apart, when you look at what could have happened if you hadn't stepped in and said what you said, you didn't realize it at the time, maybe, that you were being used by God as that person's angel. Somebody so in other words, you're saying that we could be an angel unaware. We could be an angel unaware. unaware. <laughs> and you can be also the devil by <laughs> not doing what God puts in you to do or to say to people. <laughs> See, now, just as easy as he saw that, he could not have said something. He could have kept his mouth shut and said, well, that's her problem, not mine. And how often do we do that, saints? God will want to use you. God will want to speak through you, and we keep our mouth shut. Angel unaware. Oh. 
That's kind of heavy, ain't it? <laughs> I promise you, when I got back on, when I got back on the line, I was like, "Did I miss the scripture?" Oh, they talking about something. I'm going to be quiet. Hebrews 13 and 2. Can somebody get Hebrews 13 and 2? Man, they're going to make me get up and get my Bible. Is that you, Fred? That was me talking, but I don't have the Bible with me. I do have the scripture. It's just giving others the opportunity. Would you like me to read it? Yes, ma'am. It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by Hallelujah. so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing. Hmm. What is hospitality, Pastor? Being hospitable, meaning <laughs> your kindness to bring a sense of healing. Serving. It means serving. Serving, charity, um, good measures, um, pleasant, common, just decency. Mm -hmm. Amen. Helping God's people. In other words, saints, don't sure. be in such a rush that you can't help somebody that's in need. Because God puts people in our life for a reason. And I often hear, Pastor, how people relate when they're talking about her. And how kind she is and how graceful she is and how loving, how much love we show. And this should be coming from each and every one of us saints that you've got to ask yourself, how do people see you? And, and how we've been helped by angels and when you think about it, you say, wow, where did that person came from? I've heard of people, and even it's happened to me, once I, I ran out of gas, and it was in the middle of the night, and there was no gas stations open, and around the corner comes this big gas truck with a 50-foot tank in back of it, and the guy pulls over, and takes a gas can out and puts it underneath this big truck and hits this switch. And within less than a second, that gas can was filled. And he just handed it to me and said, here, put it in your car. I mean, it filled it so quick. It was like, Psh! and that gas can was full. And he handed it to me and I poured it in the car and he just took off. Another one said, a guy helped him change his tire. And when he put the spare in the trunk, he turned around to thank the guy and he was gone. Uh-oh. Just this, like he disappeared. And I heard pastor say how out of nowhere in the middle of the night, she's had car troubles. And people would just appear to help. 
Saints, these are angels that God is sent to help us. And God uses us the same way, saints. He puts people in our lives to help us. Have mercy could have been somewhere on the other side of town, but God had him at that place this morning to tell that lady about her tire or that person about the tire on their car. That's what I was going to mention a minute ago. Doing the right thing, and I know sometimes it, it, we shouldn't speak of these things like it's in a selfish nature, but just keeping it 100, doing the right thing will keep you in your window of opportunity. You know what I mean? It, it, you got a blessing that you, you, you supposed to go meet up with. Doing what you should do will have you at the right time. Man, have you at the right place at the right time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. But how do you how do you get into that situation? What what is your mind has to be? You just do what you're supposed to do. I want somebody to tell me if my tire was flat. Tell that lady that you got her tire flat. I mean, it, it, what 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 would I? You know what I mean, hey, and I know this is gonna be kind of off kilter. I, I, it bothers me if I'm out someplace, if me and you out someplace, and you have debris in your nostril. I'm not, and I'm not gonna tell you that's not cool, homie. <laughs> tell me, I want somebody to tell me, or you, or you, a lady, you come out the restroom and you got toilet paper on your suit. Your homegirl should have told you, hey, hey, baby, come here. Yeah, do it wrong. But doing the right thing, even when you, it, it, it should, it's, it's a learned exercise. Mm -hmm. Do what you should do. I, we have spoke on it. It becomes a habit. It's not something that we used to doing. You know what I mean? They, they, they might think I'm weird. They might think, they might think, thank you because you, Took the time. Or this booger in my nose. Do and they, they got we ain't gotta overthink it. Just do what you I'm a living, living witness, homie. Doing doing what you supposed to do will have you in places that you probably wouldn't normally be. And meet up with the angel that you're supposed to meet up with to get what God got for you. In other words, you Not got to be in tune. Yeah, but we, we know right. Yeah, get, be in tune. But we know right from wrong. We know what we would want. And until you get, get in tune, do what you know or do what you think that you, what you would want to happen for you. Because like I said, it's a learned evolution. I mean, it's a, it's a learned scenario, learned behavior. So you have to, until you get acclimated to that, well, I would want somebody to do that for me. Let me tell this person that. And then it becomes more easier. Because now, especially nowadays, having them, you can't even pay people compliments anymore without it being on some weird stuff. Hey, baby, you look very, very nice in that dress. Oh, he was trying to holler at me. No, I was really trying to give you a good compliment. It's not that serious. Mm -hmm. Okay, but doing doing the right thing, you mean, will have you ready and prepared for whatever God got. He may have you doing the right thing to have you someplace to do something else for him. 
I'd like to throw a question right. out there. Yes. Are, are angels assigned <laughs> to people who don't have a relationship with him for others? I believe so. It says he can use anybody, anything. If he's got, we, if he is omni everything, he can use everything. That's how I look at it. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Yeah, he king of everything. He got control of everything. They might not know <laughs> that he 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 running their life, but we do. We know what's up. Well, that goes back to also, Pastor, how we look at people because we judge sometimes people by their appearance, mm -hmm. not by them. Them, You mm -hmm. judge a person, you, you know, like you say, a person, sometimes you'll cross the street to keep from walking by that person that's laying out there on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm that person is hungry or that person that's not clean, that person that smells this way, that person is drinking, that prostitute, that drug addict, mm. will cross the street to not have to pass in front of them. Mm. When that's a child of God, yes, that person's, that very person that's out there now, I've heard it said that we're only a step away from being there ourselves. Hallelujah. Somebody said it, you're a paycheck away from being there. I didn't thought out the car. I thought out my car. <laughs> what did he say? You know, fell I out the car. Fell out my car. Tell him the truth right there, brother, man. That's real. Because you never know. I, I've been there. Sissy, no, I've been there. Yeah. You never know. You never know. So be careful how you entertain strangers. Up, That's a child of God. We don't know how they got to that situation. We don't know what led them to being in the situation that they're in. Yes. Hurt can put you in, in um, a bad situation. Anger. Hurt, depression, all that. Anger can cause you to be spending the rest of your life in prison. Um, a moment of uh, anger can cause you a life of grief. So you just, you just don't know, saints. Be careful how you entertain strangers. You don't know what that person is going through. But let God use you as have mercy was saying. Let God use you in a, a positive way. Don't let your situation always be negative. Let's stop judging people, saints. Let's let, like have mercy said, let's let God use us to the betterment of people. You know, you can bring somebody out of this situation with a word. A kind word can turn around wrath. Instead of letting that person make you angry, use a kind word to bring them down instead of them letting letting them bring you down to their level. Let's start raising people up to our level. 
then God can really use us, saints. But instead, what do we do? We go back to our old nature. We'll let that old self rise up in us. And I heard somebody say one time, man, you think you can cuss somebody out. I'm, I can cuss well, you uh, out. Yeah. So a lot of times uh, what's in you <laughs> will bring it up out of us instead of letting God come out of us. That old nature will rise up in a minute. Um, I think he was saying something. Were you saying something, have mercy? I think he, I can't hear his mic is off. <laughs> He's Go ahead, it. Pastor. Uh-huh. Were you no, gonna I'm, say something, Pastor? Mm -mm. No, I'm just uh, oh, oh. I'm looking at God work while you speak. Uh-huh. So, saints, um, Hebrews 13, it says to show hospitality. In other words, let God show through you. Hebrews 1 and 14. Somebody has that? I'll pull it up. <sighs> I heard you, Pastor. He says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? Hmm. It's interesting because that goes back to my question I asked. It says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? And isn't that our job to try to get everybody what? Hey. That's, that's kind of heavy, Saints. We can't pick and choose who's going to make it in. No. I know I probably wouldn't have been a couple of people's choices. Say what? I know I wouldn't have been on that list. Oh, no, we're going to send that dude straight to hell. Matter of fact, he goes twice. <laughs> and, and, and believe it or not, what you're saying is so true, saints. And until God changed your thoughts about that, we have a tendency to pick and choose who we witness to. Who hey, we I'm gonna think tell you, deserve. On, on some real stuff, I didn't like myself enough that I was okay with that. Yeah. Me not knowing, yeah, I'm undeserving, but there's a work that be, can be done with me. And God, God saw fit to, to send his son down for me to utilize the blood to get my ticket to get in. It's not my job to try to, to figure it out. It's my job to be obedient. Uh-huh. And we have to realize that we're all guilty of this at one time or another. When you get saved, you don't you shouldn't think yourself as better than that person that's not saved, but you should think of yourself as what has happened to LaShawn? Oh, oh I, 
thought you were in outer space there. But saints, we, we ought to look at that person as seeing the need that that person has for what we're supposed to have. Because God has saved you doesn't make you no better than that person. But we should see the need in that person to get them to where we are, not put them down for being where they are. In other words, you should never look down on a person unless you're looking down to pick them up. Hallelujah. Not to keep them down or to put that foot on the neck. <laughs> so often, instead of lifting that person up, we put the foot on the neck to push them down further. Mm -hmm. or, or, or use them as a stepping stone to seemingly get higher. Mm -hmm. Try to make yourself bigger or better than they are. A lot more grandiose than you really are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we won't reach down to help a person that's down because uh -uh, I'm not going to that person. I'm not even going to speak to them. Not realizing that we're all saved by grace. Ain't nothing Hallelujah. great you did. Mm -hmm. It's the grace of God. Mm. And that same grace that God has shown us, like have mercy said, the same thing, like Christ got down to save us. He didn't have to come down here for us, but he did. So with that same love, we should be able to help others, saints. Mm -hmm. We should be that angel in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. But God can't use you when the devil's using. And that that's that's basically saying it in a nutshell. God uses ordinary people. And saints, we should be ordinary people. We should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. That God wants to use us to help somebody else into the kingdom. So when I ask that question, how do people see you? Do people see you as an angel? Do people talk about you as being their angel? Do you think of people as, as you look back over your life and how certain things have happened in your life and you says, wow, that might've been an angel. Hmm something that happened. I was at the light the other morning and the light turned green. And the, the guy on next to me was on a motorcycle. And when the light turned green, there's something about God, how he just, he just warns the saints. And if you think about a second later, wow, God just spoke to me. But when the light turned green, the guy on the motorcycle and me, we stayed there for that extra second. And sure as I'm sitting here, there was a van that came down the hill and ran straight through that red light. Oh my gosh. If that guy or I would have taken off soon as that light turned green, that van would have wiped him it would have hit him at probably 60 miles an hour. Or he have done. And he would have, if he'd have hit that bus, he would have been gone. I would have just looked at it. But 
the motorcyclist, he would have knocked him probably a half a mile away. And I, I said, wow, look at God. So saying sometimes it's like you said, if we would just listen to God, more people would be saved. If you could just take a moment and show kindness to somebody, if you would hold your temper, if you would just hold your peace, let God guard your tongue before you say something. If you can stop being angry long enough to let God speak through you, how many people would be saved by or, or through us? So we need to realize this. Just like angels come to guard and protect you, God can use you to be an angel in somebody's life if you allow him to. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, I, I got I mean, just for realness, I don't, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. So I dig what you're saying. But what exercises can I do to, to get to that point? And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm better than what I was, but I'm not where I need to be. And maybe th- the, this question can help somebody. What exercises can be done to get me to the point where I, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or or I'm, I'm at least trying to get in tune where our God is? That's a real good question because a lot of times we try to do what God has to do. In other words, God has you where he wants you right now. The more of him you get in you, the more of him's going to show through you. So you continue to let God grow in you. A lot of times, saints, we'll get to the part of impersonating somebody or trying to be something that we're not. In other words, God raises us up in his time, not our time. You continue to do what God has you doing and continue to ask God to continue to grow in you. And that's all we can do, Saint. Go ahead, Pastor. Can you add to that? Yeah, I can. Many times our responses come because we have hurt emotions or we have angry our emotions get in our way and causes us to respond in a way that we don't want to respond and that happens because there's too much of us involved and not enough god mm-hmm. and far as going say to, that again please it's too much of us involved and not enough god involved okay and that when it comes to how do i practice or what do i do what are my strategies well your strategies is putting God first in everything that you do. Say, God, let me hear your voice first before I hear my voice, before I cut somebody out, before I go off. Let me hear, let me feel your character, how you would deal with this. Let love come before my hate and then practice that. And then you'll be walking and using the tools that God has given you to, to make it not be so hard. Mm. good answer yeah that's you have to let go and let god and it's so hard to let go that's the problem 
-hmm. We're not letting go. And when we let go, there will be more of God in our lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about the times when we don't, like, I, we don't feel like letting go? I'm cool. <laughs> Sometimes we be comfortable in our, in, in our, in our, in our raggedy behaviors. Then you experience the exact thing that you ask. How do I? How do I get? How, how do I get? How do I get to the place where I'm? You know, I'm, I'm trying to get to. Look and for I, the I desire. It. I'm not preaching. I said, "Hey, look, it's 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 a learned behavior." Okay, but I, I need to get I need to get to a different place. Believe it or not, you are at a different place. <laughs> you a lot of times, saints, we we put ourselves lower than what we are. We're judging where we are by where somebody else is. If you look back, you're not where you were a month ago. You're not where you were a week ago. And, and what God does, he does it in his time. It's not in our time. We can't even say we're not where we are because we're where God has us. If we've asked God to to put us to where he wants us to be. Guess what, saints? We're where he wants us to be. You may not realize it. You may not accept it, but you're where God wants you to be right now. Well, that's a, that's a great answer. However, I also think that we have to look at ourselves as though we have not yet arrived. You know, some, some people are really having a hard time with seeing that there is an issue. Antonio, he's straightforward. There's an issue. But there's others who only see issues in everybody else and that they've already got there. But the scripture don't say that. The scripture said that we're supposed to press toward mm -hmm. the mark. So in our pressing, we have to be able to see ourselves and admit to ourselves that, hey, I need to fix me so that I can go forward. But as long as you live a life that I've arrived, it's about me, it's about my feelings and how I feel about this, then you're going to fail every time. We've got to put God first in all things. His character should show, his, his ways should show, his words should come out. All of those things, if he lives in us, then we've got to produce that to the world so they'll be drawn to him through us. But until mm -hmm. we are able to recognize that, listen, I have not already arrived. I have not already reached my goal. If you keep that mentality, then you'll, you'll go forward. But if it's, I ain't never did nothing wrong. It's always what she did or what he did or what they did. You're going to stay right where you are. Because there's no, there's no pressing room. You've canceled out your pressing room. There's no reason for, there's absolutely no reason for growth. There you go. Right. <laughs> If, I, if I've always done what I always do, then I'll always get what I've always got. You better say it. If I've always got what I've always get, then I'll always have what I've always had. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. Nope. Mm -hmm. If we are Christians, as, as we say that we are, let me grab this. If we're Christians like we say we are, then we need, it says that we're supposed to be striving to be Christ-like. Mm -hmm. Striving means a progression. You're, you're working towards something. Every year, something better. When you're perfect, yeah, check it out. When you're perfect and everything is cool, you have no reason to, to, 
to, to strive towards anything. I, I am, even for me, from a personal standpoint, I am moving forward from a relation, a 16 year relationship with a person. And I'm not perfect is where the person thinks that there's nothing that she does wrong. And when she does things wrong, she only does them as a result of something that I'm doing. That's that doesn't make sense to me. You know I mean, that's like me blaming the devil for everything that goes on in my life. No, he can suggest stuff to me, but the decision to do it is on me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for us as a people, there needs to be a progression. I need it needs to be a conscious choice. It's not gonna be easy. Yeah, you know I mean, but we have to make a conscious effort to make better decisions. And sometimes we'll fall on our face, dust your face off. And progress, keep moving. Your first mile, even when you when you're running track, you might not come in first, but as long as your times get smaller. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's a progression. I, I'm I'm far from perfect, like way like far. I'm so happy that he let, that the blood, man, I'm but I'm I'm trying to make moves to be a better, a better Antonio than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's just that's what we have to be moving to be trying to do. And we, a lot of times, we come up with real cool, catchy phrases and all that extra stuff. Sometimes we got to get people <laughs> real stuff. Give me some real tools on me to help me become a better person. I I, I suffer from over, from from um, obesity and being overweight. Sometimes you need to just hear people, do stop eating that. Go do, go walk, go do something. Yeah, you know I mean, sometimes it's, we have to give people, we have to give the saints and Christians and myself tools for me to utilize that 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 are just plain and simple for me to go out there and put the and implement so it'll help me in my walk so I can become better. Amen. And realize that even the Bible says, though we fall, we can get back up. A lot of times when you fail, the devil will say something like, See, I told you. You didn't have nothing anyway. You you unsaved anyway. That's why you still cussing that person out. Or that's why you still ready to throw up them dukes when something said to you wrong. And we have to realize, saints, though we fall, we don't have to stay down. Get up. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to continually work on me. And this is how we grow. When you're saying, how do we grow? We go. We grow by continually going to God. Hallelujah. Continually praying to God and letting God know that, hey, I fail. But because I fail, I'm going to get back up. I'm not going to stay down. The devil would tell you, ah, you ain't got to worry about that. But no, he said, get up. Ask God's forgiveness. Ask God to strengthen you. Ask God to renew you daily. And the more you go to God, the less you're going to have to. The more you ask for forgiveness, the less you're going to have to ask for forgiveness. And in this sense, you're growing. The more you help somebody, the more you're going to want to help somebody. Mm-hmm. So the more you do, the, the, 
the good things, the more you're going to desire to do the good things. You ever have that feeling when somebody did something really bad to you and it didn't bother you? That's growth, saints. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Man, last year I would have did this, or he'd have said that to me, man, I'd have got off that motorcycle and it would have been on. But you just turned and you walk away. Or you see somebody in need, instead of laughing at them, you go over and help them. When you see that person with that ear going out their tire, instead of laughing and say, well, they'll get down the road and that'll blow out on them. You you reach out the window and tell them, hey, your tire's low. These are little things, but by showing little things, you're showing growth. And it's so, and people will begin to see the Christ in you when you begin to show the Christ in you. Because you can look back and that that song that says, look where he brought me from. How many of you right now can say, hey, look where he brought me from? Back then, you didn't know you would be to where you are right now. And people still look at you as back then. But you know you ain't where you were. When I know times when I would have pulled out a stiletto or I'd have pulled out a pistol. Look where he brought me from. When I would roll up and fire up, look where he brought me from. When you could look at me a certain way and uh-uh, why are you eyeballing me? When you can, people can cuss you out, spit on you, say all manner of things against you, and it don't rile you. Look where he brought you from. Hallelujah. So let's 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 just ask ourselves that question. How do people look at us? And saints, you can look at that, hold that mirror up and look at yourself. Do you see an angel in that mirror? If not, I do, I do, I do. If not, just ask God to continually working on you, continually renewing you till you begin to see that angel. And I guarantee you, you'll see him. Go ahead. I know somebody got something to say. <laughs> oh, look at that Antonio's face. He's just so real. I see. <laughs> I see my angel. I see. I have angel. a question. Hold on. Fred is, Fred is saying something. Okay, I Go see ahead, the angel. Fred. I see the angel in me, but I can see improve where I can improve also. Amen. Sister LaShawn, go ahead. Yes. Does growth stop? Does does our growth in Christ stop? No, because he says we're renewed daily. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to a certain level where you just, that's it. You know it all. No. No, no, not until you get with him. There you go. Not until you get to him. If, 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 so, there was a, if there was a if there was a way that we could get to that point, we'd be him. We, there would be people that, that we wouldn't need him. Yeah. <laughs> and what about the you say you we judge people how, uh, where they were, 
I find that a lot of times people don't even really know where the person was. They just go by rumors of what they think or what they feel. They don't really know right. people. They don't. And they don't give them, they don't give a time to know you. People look at you through their own selves. Yeah. A lot of time, the thing that they're looking at in you is what's in them. Mm -hmm. So they they would rather accept you as being worse than what you really are. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't. I would love to say that for my but some of the behaviors, even though that that I was doing back in the in the past, I love to blame it on other folks. But some of those behaviors, even though that wasn't my where my heart was or what I was doing intentionally, the behaviors were being displayed to the rest of the masses in that way. Mm -hmm. If two or three people are saying the same thing, chances are. Mm -hmm. They, 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 there's a there's a point there. There's something got to be something to what they're saying. Amen. So even even though they may not know your heart, Amen. the behavior is the behavior. Hush. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. As they say nowadays, it is what it is. Yeah, but I'm finding nowadays the majority is wrong. Hmm. They they may be more wrong about because when we look at it about how we getting down. We looking at it as that's not that's not what my heart was saying. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant by that. But the display of the behavior still may be coming going forth in that manner. Mm -hmm. So even though that may not be your intention, and I, I I'm I, I am that that's what's going that, that has been what was going on with me. Sometimes we have to at least accept how they view it or how it was being viewed. And, and sit back and try to analyze, okay, well, look, what can I do different? Because I don't want that perception of me. Mm -hmm. They may be absolutely wrong, but sometimes my behavior, if I, if, if when two people arguing and we fighting, I may have been fighting because this dude just mauled this old lady or whatever. But when two people are fighting, you don't know the backstory. You right. only know what you see. So that, that's the one time, that, these are the, the few times where optics make a difference. Okay, and I'm, I'm, I, sometimes you have to go, and sometimes you actually have to go to them people and talk to them and correct them. And then if they still don't want to see where you at, pray for them and keep it moving. And also have mercy. You know, you can say the right thing the wrong way and you wrong. You can say the right thing the wrong way. And y'all, I'm gonna have to click over. I gotta click over. I got this plumber calling me. Uh, or, okay. Do you do you understand that, Sister LaShawn? Say that again. You can say the right thing the wrong way, mm -hmm. and you're wrong. Did that make sense? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But I also think it, it's it's the perception of how people take things in. Like for me, I used to be offended. Like somebody told me, oh, you you wobble when you walk, you know, because I've gained weight. I laughed before I would get mad. Mm -hmm. But but I think is that 
I've learned to be better, but at the end of the day, some people are still doing the same things. And they, they, they say I'm not growing and I'm saying they're not growing. So what is it? And believe it or not, what you're saying is 100% right because you know your growth, but you also have to realize that we all grow at different levels and you've grown so you can't hold it against them because they haven't grown yet. But it's like Have Mercy was saying, you've got to keep that person in prayer that they would grow to where you've grown. But you can't look, on, look down on them or hold it against them because they have not grown as fast as you have. Look at a field of corn. You've got some stalks that are five feet tall and you got some that are two feet tall, but they were all planted at the same time. So you're growing faster than that other person because you're spending more time with God. You're allowing God to use you when that person may not be. So what you should be doing is holding that person up that God would make them grow to get to where you are. So don't feel bad about them because they've not grown and because they're not where you are, but continue to hold them in prayer that God would raise them up to be where you are. And I see your hand, have mercy. Go ahead. You're muted. What I had to do is, is really concentrate on me. You know I mean, I got I got my own stuff I got to deal with and worry about. I can't sit up there and be worried about with them. I'm going to pray for them. Love you and keep it moving. That's not where, because where I'm growing at, you may not be growing at. We may, I may be working, like when you work out, I may be working, on, working out on chest. You might be doing legs that week. You know what I mean? So we, our strong points, because of life's experiences, we have to sit back and allow people to do who they are. That's they want. That's between them and God. I'm going to pray for them and pray for our situation, our relationship, but I'm not going to do too much else than that. Amen. Um, hey, I got a brother that just came in here. I love you guys. And sis, you know where I'm at. All right. I'll check you out. <laughs> Bye. I'll check you out. Bye. And it's like he's saying, the devil will use that other person to bring you down from where God has placed you if you allow him. You know, you can be happy and blessed and that person will come along and say one thing to you and ruin your whole day. It'll knock you down 10 notches from where God has placed you if you allow it. But we've got to realize the devil don't care nothing about your feelings. If he can use a person to hurt your feelings and to bring you down for where God has elevated you, he's going to do that. But we've got to realize who we're dealing with, saints. We're not dealing with that person, but we're dealing with that enemy that they're allowing to use them. So we need to be prayerful at all times. The Bible says to be prayerful at all times. To realize it's not that person that's attacking you, but
but it's the enemy in that person is trying to bring you down from where God has elevated you to. And once you realize that, saints, the enemy will stop attacking you because he knows he has no power over you anymore. You're not going to allow that person to bring you down from where God has elevated you to. So if God has elevated you, you stay where God has put you. If God has moved you way up here, you stay up here. Don't let nobody bring you back down from where God has placed you. Mm -hmm. Our feelings or our skin has got to be thicker, saints. Mm -hmm. We've got to be realizing that that other person ain't as strong as you. They're nowhere near where you are. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach down and bring them up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show them love and let them, instead of letting them show me hate. I'm going to continue. You know, they say love overpowers hate anytime. Mm-hmm. If you use that love, mm-hmm. but how do you use it? You got to get self out the way. Mm-hmm. You got to have the power to bring self down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've told this story before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, one day, this lady, she was five feet wide and five feet tall. She came to me and told me, she said, you are a fat blickety blickety. And when she said that to me, all I did was smile. I did not react for her. (laughs) And I was proud of myself for not reacting. Hmm. Interesting. Why do you think you didn't react? Because I've grown. There was a time when I could have, I would have blasted her. <laughs> She's five feet five. Fred. She's five feet five and five feet wide. And she got That's to a circle and sit up to be tall. Heck no. Hey, we in Bible study, y'all. <laughs> oh, heck no. But I said, I said, no. I said, I'm not going there. I'm not yes. going there. Don't do it. Both of y'all be in trouble. I smiled and said, God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. It's funny, but if you look back, Saints, you can tell by the way you react how much you've grown. That's true. And if you just look back on something that happened last week, I guarantee each and every one of you can look back on something that happened last week and know how you would have handled it weeks ago or months ago and how you handled it last week. That's growth, Saints. Evangelist, did I see your hand? Oh, but I say something, though. Uh, Just like how you say... You said something about look back on where, how God brought you from. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, I still got people that talks about me, you know, back in South, in the South. Mm-hmm. They still see me. Some people still see me as a child, that unmature child. But I have grown in God to be a mature adult. 
So I'd be talking to my best friend a lot, and she would be telling me, you got to let that go. Like she said, it's hard to let stuff go. Like, I believe that it, like, it's really hard to let stuff go when you, when that has been embedded in your head that, oh, she's about to get her own place. Oh, no, she's retarded. No, no, it's hard to let that stuff go. It's very hard to let that stuff go. Where I'm at right now in God, I would have cussed them out long time ago. And I don't care if it was my auntie, my aunt, my uncle, I will cuss you out. And then I will fight you. I had, I that brought back memories because I remember, I remember telling, I don't think I told her this before, but I remember saying when I was living with my aunt, my dad, my aunt came over to throw the clothes away that my mother purchased for me because she didn't like it. So we start fighting each other. She's way older than me, and I'm a young person. So where I'm at right now today, I wouldn't, I'm not going to even do that. I'm just going to try to let it go and let it slide by. But to for God to tell me that, for me to hear that God say I am doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm growing in him, I got to continue to try to just let that go because that's the past and this is not the future. The future, he has better things in store for me. And to be honest with you, not a lot, not everybody wants to be, wants to hear the blessing that God has blessed you with. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep that to yourself sometimes. Not everybody wants mm -hmm. to hear it because they're not everybody's going to be happy for you because they're not in the same position the same predicament as you. There you go, Erica. But so, why do you, why do what people say bother us? Because sometimes we think it's true, maybe. Somebody else? Why do what people say bother us? Because it's just not nice. Just as simple as that. Not That's nice. That's right, Miss Carla. No, you're not supposed to really like things that aren't nice. But you gotta, we gotta learn how to handle things that are being said to us that aren't nice. And right. and sometimes it's just ignoring it. Sometimes it's laughing at, at it, like Fred said. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, by the grace of God, <laughs> you know, because um, I sure have had situations where, you know, my reaction you know, out of anger for someone saying things that aren't nice, you know, I've grown too, especially working in a prison my whole entire career, you know, oh in prison and jails, you know, you take a lot of verbal abuse, a lot of verbal abuse. And, and sometimes it's just because you're a woman, you know, it, it, it may That's not right. be that you really did anything wrong. You're just a woman, you ain't a man. And now, you know, you got a man here telling you, talking bad about you because I'm in my position and he's in his. But, you know, I, over the years, you learn that, you know what, you get tired of, you know, fussing with people and, 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 and having arguments and disagreement. So you, you start learning to just ignore it, laugh at it, you know, and, and you learn how to cope. You learn how to cope. And of course, you always got to pray. Sister Carla? Sister Carla, why? Why do what people say bother us? Well, like... Uh, someone said earlier, uh, sometimes it's true what they're saying, and you don't really want to hear the truth because you may feel like there's nothing you can do about it. 
nothing you can do about maybe being overweight or maybe you feel that you've tried and and been unsuccessful couldn't hear you uh so um for a variety of reasons it just really goes to the heart of things and hurts you deeply but you don't want to uh it may be a problem you feel you don't have any control over and can do nothing about hmm. Well, um, repeat the question again so I can make sure I answer it properly. Why do what people say about us bother us so much? Well, sometimes the reason it bothers us because we don't feel like they're even in a position to be saying that to us. Mm -hmm. Why does this person even think that they have the right to say something like that to me mm -hmm. okay. and therefore and therefore since they don't have the right to say that to me because they don't know me i'm uh, upset that they said it to me okay overseer yeah. why do what people say about us bother us so much shift right into to the morning service because <laughs> <laughs> hello I woke up this morning angry at the devil he was showing me how he continuously attacks us with words and with ideas and with thoughts and opinions of people and God said to me this morning that the devil wrote a check for our lives but then he came back and said but it bounced, but it bounced. The enemy is going to do his job. The, God described him as one who steals, kills, and to destroy, which means that the devil has this reoccurring inability, urge to try to destroy us. And he will use people that are close to us. He will use people that have just been a thorn in our flesh to try to bring us down. He feels that he has to get through God, get to God through us. That's what he does. He wants to get to God through us. He wants to make God angry through us. And so therefore, he's going to constantly always want the value of God. And in order to get the value of God, Erica, he's going to attack you. In order to get the value of God, he can't go to God himself. But he certainly will try to go to God's people. He can't get to God. God reprobated him a long time ago. In other words, I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you hold a tantrum. I don't care if you get mad. You've been reprobated. In other words, God's saying, I don't have to pay any attention to you. Because who I got and what I got belongs to me. God made him. And I think that we have become so weak to the authority in which God has uh, given us that we don't understand or we allow the enemy to have that power over us. The minute someone talk about us, we believe what they say. The minute someone says anything, how dare them say that to us? 
whenever someone gets on our nerves, we just lose it all and fall into a frenzy and go look for some gabapentin and some volumes or something because we don't understand the strength that we have. The word of God says greater is he. He says he lives in us. Who is God? God is superlative. God is supreme. God is top of the line. God is the top drawer, the top notch, world class, unmatched. That's who we are. And we give power to God, to the enemy, when we stoop. God is not a stooper. You will never find God slooping and slumping and lagging on his job. God is the all-powerful God. And we have inherited his spiritual DNA for, like Pastor Mahone said, we can't be weak no more. We can't go hide ourselves in a corner and start blaming everybody else about an issue that we allow to have the enemy to have power over us. It's gotten to the point now a Christian can't even take a rebuke. They lose it. By golly, today, I thank God that I allow overseer to rebuke me, that I will allow Pastor Mahone to rebuke me. Why? Because rebuking takes you to another level. But running and crying and not learning your lesson from it does what? Allows that check the enemy wrote for your life to go through. Mm. I came to declare today that the checks he wrote for my life bounced in Jesus name it bounced in Jesus name the devil is a kleptomaniac a kleptomaniac he spends all of his time trying to steal your life he don't want you happy he don't want you to have nothing he don't want you to live and look saved sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost he wants you to look crazy he wants you to look weak. But God let us know that we have authority for that. Jesus paid the price for our sin. Satan is only writing a check and they bounce. They get nowhere. We've got to be able to stand up and be those saints that clap back. We've got to be one of those saints that say, speak to the hand. I don't care what you say about me. I know what God knows about me. I'll roll my eyes to you. Bounce back, dude. Get away from me. Jesus paid the price for me. You're just trying to get it through. <laughs> His bank, the enemy's check can only clear if you allow something to be in that bank when he puts that check in. Shut him down. <clears throat> Shut it down. How do you shut it down? In Jesus' name. If he put it in Bank of America, in Jesus' name, shut it down. Union Bank, in Jesus' name, shut it down. The truth is, the enemy needs us to obtain strength. But he can't get it unless we give it to him. That's why the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Wake up in the morning with your belt of truth on. Put on your breastplate of righteousness. Put on your gospel of peace. Shield of faith. Helmet, helmet of salvation. Quit being a winkling in the, in the body of Christ. 
Know your position. When Jesus was tempted in the desert, he told the devil who he was. We've got to get to the point where we can tell the devil who we are. I am a child of God. I am the head and not the tail. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am love. I am, I am important to God. I am precious to God. I'm whole and I'm complete. Quit claiming being a victim. I'm a victim today. I'm still in my slave mentality. Oh, everybody is always doing this to me. This such and such said this about me. And oh, over here, they're judging me. So what? We need all of those things in order to be overcomers. We need all of those things to be able to admit who we are in Christ. I do have a future and a purpose. I am free from shame, fear, and condemnation. I am above and not beneath. I am an eagle and not a pigeon. Bounce back. At some point in your walk with Christ, especially if you've been saved a long time, you got to come out of whining and complaining. Doesn't the Bible say that he hates complainers? When do you change your conversation from wimp to praise? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you again for another opportunity. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to go through this and that. And that. Why, why is it we find ourselves back into this slump? Oh, always me. Why is this happening to me? God has given us so much power in our speech. We can speak the enemy right out of our lives, but we don't. We put more conversation on what he wants us to talk about. He wants us to talk about being in pain. He wants us to talk about being a failure. That devil is alive. Bounce back. I see the checks that you've written in my life. I see you want to steal my life from me. I see you want to destroy me, but I declare and decree that that will not happen. I am a child of the most high God. And you've got to believe that and know that. You may not be able to think of a scripture in times of need, but you can call on him. If you can't come up with one of the names to call him, just say God. The old folks say, if you can't think of nothing to say, just moan. Maybe just sit in the corner and just, hmm. Because mm -hmm. God knows our hearts. Yes. And he Hallelujah. knows who we are. And when he looks at us, he doesn't see us as failures. He doesn't see us as victims. He doesn't see us as losers. He sees himself in us. We connect with God. And at some point, we've got to see ourselves that way. Tune yourself up. Tune up. God, give me what I need. Renew my mind daily. Teach me to trust on you. Teach me to give more attention to being a victor and not a victim. Help me to walk in that place. And watch and see how the enemy will get tired of writing checks that are going to bounce in your life. Because he's not going to continue to waste time on somebody that he knows he can't get. When there's all these other people out there that he can go get, give him a run for his money. Let him see that temptation is just another thing. 
He can't see nothing in you like God sees in you unless you show him. Don't show him that you weak. Don't show him that you lose it. Show him praise and let God do the yes. rest. Amen. Show Hallelujah. him declaration and let God do the rest. Bounce back. There you go, sir. That was that was all in a nutshell, Pastor. That just put the icing on a cake. And it's like you're saying, you've got to see yourself other than the devil's how the devil sees you, Saints. When you begin to see yourself as victoriously, you know you hold your head up a little higher. You get a little bolder when you see yourself as victorious. When you see yourself weak, you walk around with your head down, your voice is real low. But do you know when you got power, when you feel powerful, you walk differently. You talk differently. You can answer people differently. You, you begin to show yourself as, as a, a victor, not a victim. And even sometimes I hear people talk that have been through relationships or bad relationships or past things that hurt them, how they say, I'm no longer a victim. And how <clears throat> now they're talking real boldly uh, about this situation and how empowered they are. And people look up to power, saints. And God, like Pastor said, God has given us authority over the enemy. How do you speak to the devil? If you speak to the devil with that little low voice, but you got to rebuke that enemy. Tell him to get out of loose here. Get out of my house. Open your door and tell him to get out. Instead of inviting him in and, and pulling up a chair and having tea with him, and open that door. <laughs> Put your foot back as far as you can. <laughs> and tell that devil to get out your house. In mm -hmm. the same thing with your life. Tell that devil to get out your life. Stop giving him seats. Stop giving him authority in your life. Stop giving him authority over your situation. Stop acting like the victim. In the name of Jesus, God has given us authority but it's up to us, like Pastor said. It's up to you, Saint, to use it. I heard somebody say, if you don't use it, you're going to what? Lose it. Lose it. Lose it. You know, it's and like. This is what the enemy. Yes, like go ahead. Go to the bank and rewrite a check. And there's a few reasons why that check may not go through. One, if you don't endorse it, it don't go through. Mm -hmm. One, if you don't endorse it, if you don't sign it and authorize it, it doesn't go through. None of the devil's checks can go through unless we authorize it to go through. Another way the check won't go through is if the signature on the back is ineligible. Hmm. If the signature, if it's not sealed in Jesus's name, the enemy's check will go through. But if you put Jesus's name on all your situations, I don't care if you're five feet wide and five feet high, 
and got a crazy tongue. You put Jesus's name on that. It doesn't go through. It doesn't even sink in. You'll be able to walk away with laughter. If there's nothing in the bank that pleases the enemy's check, it will not go through. So if there's no anger, there's no weaknesses, no, no victim and complaining mentality, it just doesn't go through. We have control of that because God gave it to us. And he has the Holy Spirit on our shoulders to help us when it comes to that. It's our choice. Amen. And like you said, Pat, I remember telling a story once of this young boy that saw an eagle that couldn't fly. And he decided to take him home and put him in the barnyard chained up around a bunch of chickens. <laughs> and before you knew it, that eagle was picking, pecking the ground, pecking at rocks and lizards, just like them chickens. It didn't matter that he had a seven foot wingspan. That eagle was acting just like them chickens. And saints, if you got the word of God in you and you ain't using it, you just like them chickens, that eagle, you're going to act just like that chicken. And so a lot of times we've got, if we use it, if we use what God has given us, we will soar like an eagle. But if we don't, we will peck that ground just like them chickens. You know so what I find interesting? It. You know what I find interesting in that statement? Is that if you go and you study the strongest and the weakest birds. The world wants to convince you that the eagle is the weakest due to his hearing. But God told us different. So what I'm saying is the world will teach us other than what God will teach us. And we have to make a, a clear conscious decision on who we listen to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the world can represent ourselves. We want to listen to ourselves mm -hmm. and our own ideas. And like we said at the beginning, our ideas come from our emotions. And then when we get too stuck into our emotions, then we get stuck within ourselves. And God wants us to die to ourselves. So that we Amen. can be free and live in the spirit. That's all. And it's like, it's like you say, office, who are we listening to, saints? If you hear a thing long enough, you begin to believe that thing. If somebody constantly tell you you retarded and you ain't going to never be nothing, you look a certain way, and then the word of God is telling you you're a beautiful child of God, you strong, and you this and you that, but you decide to listen to that other person's voice. You, who you gonna believe, saints? I'm gonna believe God. Not if you listening to that other person, you ain't. I ain't listening. 
If you ain't, if you ain't reading your word of God, if you ain't believing what the word of God says, you're going to believe what that person's telling you, that you're going to always be retarded, that you ain't going to never be able to be on your own, that you ain't going to ever be about nothing. But you've got to believe what God says. God says you're a beautiful child of God, that you're going to be great in him. And once you begin to believe what the word of God says, this is what's going to grow in you. You're going to become what God has called you to be. That's Not right. what somebody think you is or what somebody think you going to be, but you'll be what God has set out for you to be. <laughs> who you going to listen to, right? That's funny. I had a, a, we had a lot of pastors. We were praying and stuff down at the resource center yesterday. We had a time in the Lord yesterday, boy, I tell you. And one of the pastors wanted to uh, convince me that he says, you notice I ain't called you doctor when you came in here. That's because Hallelujah. that's because you are a pastor by heart. Hallelujah. And I had to interrupt there. I said, you know, you have some doctors who are doctors, and then you have some doctors who are study doctors. I said, I'm a pastor, but I'm a servant pastor. I'm a pastor who serves, and I'm not a pastor who... That's what I'm talking yeah, There we go. And it, it caused them to... You know you see the puppies do their hair like this sometimes? I was just like... <laughs> stopped it. It made him think. Because sometimes the titles take us somewhere else and people treat you like that somewhere else and they want to mm -hmm. put you on a pedestal in that other place but the bottom line is this i don't care who you are bishop president of the united states if jesus came to serve then we come to serve we're servants hallelujah And a lot of times folks don't want to give you your just do because it puts them under you or <laughs> they think that you got to be above them when all you're trying to do is what God has called you to do. Mm -hmm. But if God has given you something, it's yours. Right, and, and it don't matter what they tried to do to not put you to where God has elevated you to. If God has elevated you to a certain place, that's your place, right? And man can't take that away from you, right? And you have to really be careful because if it goes to your head, then you'll be mm -hmm. like, Is Sarah laughing? God's trying to take you to head, a new place. Head, head. You have to really, really mm -hmm. be careful not to let that go to your head. No matter what title you get, you're still a servant. And servants, you still have to learn how to follow. The greatest leaders are those who know how to follow, take directions and follow. When it goes to your head, you're one of them ones where you just always leading out and you can't learn anything. We have to learn to be servants Amen. and not allow the world to tell us who they think we should be, but allow God to allow us to be who we are. And so many get like that. Nobody can't tell them anything. Nope. And, and people sometimes get that twisted, happy. but then they want to just come and just talk all kind of craziness. But yeah, just remember that we are servants of God. Amen. Amen.
Okay, with that, if there's not any closing remarks, um, it's one thing I forgot to mention besides also keeping our tithes being paid. Um, also, we have someone called and says, hey, and you guys, you think you can take some face masks? I said, sure, I could take some face masks. So I go to get the face mask. No way in the world did I think I was getting 200,000 face masks. So now we have too many Gosh. face masks. So if you know any yeah. churches, businesses, wherever, um, I'm trying to get all of them face masks out of the resource center so I can still get it set up for uh, June 26th. So there's been a lot of churches that have come down. They're very grateful. But if you know any more, uh, please let me know. If you get a chance, you can leave some at the church. I'll pick them up. Yay. Okay. I can pass some of them out. Okay. I will leave you about seven boxes. That's complete. Okay. I'll pass them out. Okay. All right. Anything else? It's good to see everybody. Um, I love you all. And we're getting really, really, really close. Um, God is good. Um, I connected a picture of the motorcycle um, on here since we've been on uh, William McDowell, good friend of mine, um, who is actually Gladys Knight's husband. He's asked, how can he buy some um, tickets? So I wrote him back and said, as soon as I get out of church, I am going to create a link for the raffle tickets. So we're going to have some of our first ones sold. And I know he's going to buy more than one. So... How there much are the tickets, Pastor? The raffle tickets are $100, but it's a, a brand new Harley Davidson red, candy apple red motorcycle. As I sent a picture on this comments, on the comments here so that you guys can see it. Are you going to pass out raffle tickets for the yes. Saints? Yes. Okay. I will. So. I'll get some on the floor. Oh, we, we can win too? Heck yeah, we can win too. Somebody said they was gonna buy eighteen hundred. Oh well, you know some places they don't let you win if you if you given it. You no. know, we can win too if we do. This I just want to make sure in case I win. I don't well, want y'all to be hating. Well, when you win, just tell them the <laughs> tell them the hog riders was giving it. We just in partnership. Girl, I couldn't even get on no bike. I Man, could barely I get on I that horse. Two more tires in the back, make it a big tricycle and be gone. Two more tires. I sure would. What? That wouldn't be a motorcycle then. Yes, That'd be would. a tricycle. That'd be a moped. <laughs> yes. And Pastor Mahone, if you win, you can't keep it because you might ride, and then your wife is gonna be mad at us. You ain't. You ain't never told an uh, untruth on that one. Did you guys? But she might have to it? be. Carla, you okay? I, I'm not. I'm not yeah, able I'm to get out till I hang up. <laughs> okay. Um, Pastor Mahone, you want to dismiss us in prayer today? Yes, ma'am. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come to the close of our service, we thank you for what our ears have heard and our hearts have received. And Lord, as we prepare to leave each other, we just pray right now, Lord, that you would keep your hands of mercy around each and every one of us until we meet again. Watch over us, keep us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. 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 See you guys.